Hey guys, I'm Holly Carpenter and you're listening to Filter Free. This is the podcast where I take a deep dive into my guests' Instagram feeds and pick out a few posts that I'd like to know a little bit more about. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, but I think there's often even more to the story, particularly when it comes to social media. Starting right back at their very first Instagram post, I take my guests on a trip down memory lane and chat about their highs and lows over the years and the parts of their lives that they keep off grid. On this episode, we chat to Olympian, presenter and winner of Love Island 2019, Greg O'Shea. We chat about what really goes on in the Love Island villa, a tough time in London where he found himself at a crossroads in life, and he tells us all about his new app, Better With Greg. Greg O'Shea, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Oh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. How are you getting on? Good, yeah. Busy. I just got back from London last night. I was overworking at the World Sevens, which is cool. Yeah, so I just retired from that team that we're playing. So it was weird being on the other side of the line. Um, So it's just back from weekends of work and now we're just kind of getting back into normal life again. Mm -hmm. It obviously wasn't a big night, was it? It was. Was it? You look very fresh. (laughs) I don't know. I got a good sleep last night, but um, yeah, yeah, it was two nights in a row. All the girlfriends came as well. Yeah, yeah. It was a big, 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 big uh, day in London and then just got home last night now and then got the lovely text off you to pop in here. Yeah, well, thanks for coming in. So have you, you know the concept of the podcast a little bit I love the concept okay yeah, thanks. you gave me the download yesterday <laughs> yeah. in the voice note and I was, I was like that is such a good idea <laughs> yeah I'm excited I don't know what post you picked now so I'm a little, I know, bit, yeah. little bit nervous but like. picked a few now um so you have 946k followers which is mad yeah it's good right but if you there's kind of two ways you can look at it you can look at it in a positive way being like geez he nearly has a million followers yeah. like but then I used to have 1.7 million yeah so it depends how your mindset looks well that's like, true yeah, I, I mean I'm, I remember that drama where Amber's fans were kind of like unfollow Greg and it was a bit yeah. weird but did you care or were you just like I'd like to sit here and be like the tough man saying I didn't care but I, like how could you not care when 800,000 people and counting unfollowed you yeah like, that's like harsh. what's the population of Dublin I'd say it's not far off 800,000 my home yeah. city of Limerick 600,000 so it's like everyone getting their phones going unfollow but it's just because like in hindsight it's like well one I didn't stay with Amber yeah and her army of people just attacked me yeah but two um, I didn't give the people the Love Island Greg that they wanted like topless going around the villa no, like standing no, no. outside nightclubs I came back to Ireland did my law exams did the Olympics and now I'm more so in like that wellness fitness presenter that's true yeah and like people just don't want to follow that which is totally fair enough like mm. you know what I, mean? I mean there's no point in having loads of people who aren't interested in what you're posting either yeah. so yeah i, I suppose but Do you understand it like yeah how it works like yeah except yeah. you've built yourself up from scratch like where i went from yeah. zero to 100 you've built yourself up to that 100 mark well, you know what i mean i was gonna ask you like what was it like so obviously you didn't have your phone in the villa yeah um so when you got it back like were the producers telling you because like, i'd be like how many followers am I on <laughs> like would they let you know or no you're not allowed to know at all yeah and the thing is because i went in at the very end the last mm. two weeks all the other islanders had been in there for six weeks so they yeah. had no idea what was going on but i knew what they all had like were you allowed to tell them anything no no so they were i was literally under strict rules not to tell anyone yeah I suppose. and then i sneakily told tommy fury what he was on and i got murdered <gasps> oh like, my god got, you get called in like yeah get, um by the producer being like do not do that again like because but they're not you're not supposed to know what's going on in the outside world yeah and he might have changed how he acted and stuff like that i suppose yeah it, is, it does have a big impact because i remember years ago and it's, it's not as big of a show at all but i was 23 and i did britain's next top model Yes. So I didn't have a phone. I didn't. Now we were allowed to have a phone call home a week. So which was on camera and stuff. So I know you guys didn't actually talk to people at home at all. But um, 
I just remember like they wouldn't tell us what time it was. They wouldn't play the radio in case we heard the scores of matches or new songs by people. Like they literally, it's just, and I like to be in control of things. I like to make my own decisions. I don't like people telling me what to do. So I did find it hard. But when you watch the show, you'd never know that there were so many producers around us and so yeah. many things going on. Like, did you almost get to make friends with any of the producers yeah. and have to crack at them? Well, or? It's a very, I didn't know that Britain's Got Talent was like that. No, Britain's, Britain's Next Top Model. Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, I went on and sang. No. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Britain's the next top model, my bad. Yeah. Um, well, can you sing? Um, not that. Mary Britain's got talents the next one. You never know. Um, but it's very, it's exactly yeah. the same as that. You don't know the time, you don't know what's going on in the world. The producers are coming in and out of uh, like hidden doors, like telling you what to do. Um, but they're all lovely. Yeah, yeah they are actually. so nice. Yeah. I mean, I think they know that if they're nice to you, you will kind of do what they're saying a bit as well. They yeah. can't. And like, obviously so many people would have like meltdowns behind the scenes it's so intense oh and God, the, the pressure girls. I would yeah. be insane like yeah the girls and even the lads to be honest but I'd say all the girls had a breakdown every day I yeah it was mad the lads started breaking down like you have to see the therapist psychologist every day yeah like, it's mad like it's the same with yours yeah they never did any kind of aftercare or anything like if we kicked off and went mad there was not really much support but I think because that would have been in around 2000 and maybe 13 there wasn't as much kind of protection around people in terms of like there was no real mental health conversation there was no so I kind of find it surprising I just didn't hear from them again afterwards or because yeah. our show was pre-recorded when it came out I was able to watch the tweets about myself so I was surprised that they didn't kind of reach out you know that way yeah I suppose that's a decade ago nearly is it yeah. 20, 2013 <laughs> no so I'm like... 33 I'm 30 um, but yeah no but like, yeah, yeah even, true. Like, mental health is only starting to come to the forefront know, now like, like when I think about it in school like we just didn't talk about it oh I was only chatting to a guy yesterday on the plane um, on the way home and about his daughter who's 16 mm -hmm. and like her being on social media and I was just I am so oh, thankful I didn't too. go to school with social media oh my Imagine god no being on TikTok and Instagram and getting just bullied for what you posted oh, and no. oh my god I know like and tagged photos and stuff yeah. but here you've got 30 no wait you've got 349 posts I was expecting you to have more mm. um, did you delete a load of posts before you went in I actually didn't I was so inactive before going in okay yeah I had oh a handful of posts I'd say yeah. I hadn't posted in six months when I got the first contact off, it, off uh, the ITV Instagram account and did you think that you hadn't got on the show because you didn't hear from them while it was on or did you know you might be like going in at the end no so it went really well for me so they contacted me on Instagram I mm -hmm. took the phone call interview went to all the rounds got all the way through and then they offered me day one yeah. and I was just couldn't do it because I, I, I had prior commitments like I was playing mm -hmm. rugby trying to go to the Olympics and I just never thought I'd get to the end where they'd, they'd offer me a contract. So yeah. I was like, it was really awkward. I was like, lads, I can't actually take it. They couldn't believe it. After like, leading you know, them on the whole, yeah, like, yeah, going no the whole fair. way. And they're yeah. like, people don't say no to being a day one. Like, and I, um, I said no. And then I watched the show like everyone else for the first six weeks training. And then they rang me again. Look, we really want to get you on the show. How can we get you in? And I don't know why they were so keen for having me on. I feel like they do like personality checks and who yeah. would work with who and mm -hmm. they f they obviously felt that I would work with Amber like and we just and they were right because I went in me and her hit it off straight away so we worked out that for my off season that I could go in for um, the last two weeks and they just flew me in I was in France at the time playing a match they flew me from France into Mallorca and I went in like in, within a couple of hours where people usually wait in like a lockdown hotel for like yeah, a week or two weeks I heard weeks. that that's really intense I yeah, yeah that would be tough because I saw that your last post before your official like I'm going on to Love Island which I presume you didn't post someone probably had your phone by then um, yeah, which one was it it was you and some of the lads at Taste of Dublin that was me yeah, yeah and was I was like, like did your friends know did you tell them where? they knew when I was doing yeah. the interviews initially mm -hmm. like the first three or four interviews and then when I said no to the day one contract 
I was like, oh lads, it's not happening. And they killed me. They were like, why yeah. not? Why you should have gone on? Like you, you effed it up. And um, then I didn't tell them about the second phone call six weeks later okay. going in. because, And I was actually with them in France. I was obviously playing with the lads. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I made this whole thing like, oh, there's been a, a death in my family and I had to go home. Well, I didn't say it was a death. I said my granny was really sick. Okay, yeah. Then I went home. Mm -hmm or said I go home and I actually flew to Mallorca and went into the villa and then my granny actually did get sick and die oh when God. I was in there I remember that yeah and I was like oh, I actually jinxed it and I felt like oh, such no, a, I don't know if you want me to curse on your podcast oh, I felt like such a bollocks yeah. like, you know I mean? and um, all the lads then obviously watched it and had a great time because it was a surprise for them yeah um, so it's actually better for my mates like that they didn't know because yeah true because then they feel like I told my friends it's the worst lie that I was doing a jewelry course in Manchester because I, I was in art college before and I was like oh. yeah. and then my friend was like when she landed in Manchester she just never called any of us and my mum was like all of their friends are texting me when I rang and she said mm. oh Holly landed and lost her phone and then which is believable and <laughs> they were just like oh, okay and then a few days later they're like where is she yeah. um but Did you make it better for your friends in that way like the surprise except they'd be fuming yeah. that you didn't tell them but there's also I had to sign an NDA that you didn't tell anybody yeah that's fair yeah. I think I don't think I did but yeah you just feel like if you tell your friend they get overexcited for you and tell people it's bad on them because they'd feel guilty then yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. but you're the year you were on was like a huge one I think like everyone was watching it and obviously it's um starting again really really soon so would you have like any advice for people going on like it seems like you had your head and your shoulders going in you had enough going on that like your life wasn't depending on it so you mm. were more laid back which came across on screen I think yeah. you know you weren't like desperate for this is my interpretation like you weren't trying to get too much screen time or trying to you know be outrageous but like I suppose some of them going in are so young like what advice would you have for them yeah geez, I never actually thought about it like that that I had other stuff going on outside mm. you know, I just kind of went in and did my thing and it just happened to work the story worked for me um, but I know a couple of people going in this year that have contacted me asking for advice yeah. for tips and it sounds like really cliche but it, I literally was just like you gotta just do your own thing just yeah. do it yourself and they're like oh come on so I get them like the ins and outs of like how they get you from the airport and bring you to okay. the villa where you sit where you sit beforehand how the producers are going to be with you and all the like ins and outs that you mm -hmm. won't see at all and like even, even like when it comes down to eating food and lunch and all that stuff like what happens there and leaving the villa on Saturdays but um for that I was literally just like man there's one guy in particular and I was like look just remember your mother's watching right and then yeah. act accordingly like and uh, treat, mm. also treat girls like you want your sister to be treated yeah and that's you'll always just make the right decision then because you don't want your sister to be disrespected in any way and you're not going to start being vulgar in front of your mother so just do that and then you'll be normal and yeah. that's, that's how I approach the situation mm. it seemed to work but I also think Irish people are very mannerly very friendly it's true yeah, yeah and that's why they do, we've done well on the show myself and Maura and a couple of others um, so I'm excited to see Irish people in at this yeah, because I know. they yeah, really mix same. it up yeah big time and I think sometimes the lads that go in their mum might have said it or their sister might have said it like you know be nice da, da, da. but when they're in that like lads 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 environment they all have their tops off they're all in the gym they start like forgetting about the cameras and they're really disrespectful and that's when like the followers or the viewers kind of go against them a bit because obviously most people who watch Love Island I'd say whatever 70% is probably female like obviously the lads watch it too yeah. but like if you piss off the female fans as you find out the hard way <laughs> then yeah. it's not ideal <laughs> yeah but I had the, I had the female fans initially I know and then no, they and fairness, me you afterwards. didn't do anything wrong I was still a bit like I found like Amber really entertaining because she was hot-headed and like a bit spicy but I was like I felt like how's this gonna work afterwards do you know what I mean yeah. especially with location like you were never gonna move 
to where she's from and vice versa. Exactly, yeah. I was just so, I was nearly too realistic and too like, how's this going to work? Logical. Like, Are you like logic. a logical person? Yeah, I, was, okay. I just couldn't see mm-hmm. how the relationship was going to um, excel and progress. Like, I hadn't even asked her to be my girlfriend. We've been dating for two weeks on a TV show. Yeah, fair. And then the question came up, she was like, oh, when are you going to ask me to be your girlfriend? And I was literally just too honest. And this is the night before the Late Late Show we were oh, supposed gosh. to be going on it. In hindsight, I probably should have bit my tongue for at least another day. But anyway, oh yeah, it was just like, it's, how is this going to work? Like, you're over yeah. there being the it girl. I'm here doing a full time training program for mm. the Olympics. Like, we literally can't make this relationship work. And then she threw, she threw all the toys out of the pram. And then the whole thing of Greg breaks up with Amber over text it just wasn't true. And I yeah. got lambasted. Like, I do feel like Irish people kind of had your back though a bit. Like, I think, mm. you know, you had kind of one people over from this side and no one here really kind of was slating or anything like that. Yeah, complete. I'm so, I'm like, I love Ireland till the day I die mm-hmm. like, but I'm so much more loyal to Ireland now and Irish people. Even got a tattoo after oh. it with the Irish uh, shamrock. shamrock on my yeah. elbow because the Irish people really took me in and took care mm-hmm. of me they're like oh it's okay we get you we support you and I think because Irish people are so realistic like as well yeah. they understood the situation that I was in and it was nothing against Amber like she is so beautiful such a lovely person yeah. but I was like this isn't going to work like you know yeah. um, but I probably should have bit my tongue for a couple more days and gone to, <laughs> gone to the Late Late Show and then dealt with it afterwards but, <laughs> but um, back to like how you had so few posts whatever I have your first Instagram post ever here which ever, wow. ever yeah I had to, I had to um, go all the way to the bottom but you didn't have that many so it didn't take me too long it only has 91 likes which if you got that now you'd probably be like what's going on <laughs> so yeah. it's you and two of your mates you look so young in this photo December 2012 um, are you oh at a disco oh my god that is so funny look at me oh my god I have nothing on me that is hilarious Do you have an earring oh no it's just I might have an earring in that actually when was it 2012 I got my ear pierced um, without asking my parents for permission when I was like what age have I been in 2012 I was in uh, what age have I been in 2012 10 17 was it okay oh my god which is probably fair enough to go away and get a piercing but like my father's very like um, old school and I came home with with an ear piercing in my ear and he didn't even get angry he just like stopped talking to me he was just disappointed that's worse he was beyond disappointed he stopped speaking to me and like wouldn't acknowledge my existence in the house it was horrible (laughs) for laughing honestly brought shame to the house for like a week and then eventually I just was like oh I have to take it out I can't not have my dad talking to me and I remember on one we had a athletics event up the country and um, he was driving me obviously and he didn't speak to me the whole way did the event and I came last in my race as well oh, which no. was so much worse came home and I took the earring out and I learned my lesson um, and he was right because it doesn't really suit me in this photo back in 2012 <laughs> did you ask them when you got your first tattoo I did yeah, yeah. and they allowed me to get the first tattoo because there's a more of a personal story behind that one mm-hmm. um, but in this one this photo yeah that's my best friend Jack Deneen I'm still best friends with him to this day Yeah, and uh, that's another good friend of mine um, that, that we went to school with and that's at a house party and uh, I can't remember whose house it is but I'm, I remember the night and I'm wearing like red pants as well <laughs> see my red pants and what a terrible terrible Aww. outfit but that's nice to hear you're still friends with them because sometimes people like I don't know if people would think that when someone goes into that avenue of being on Love Island and being in the spotlight and all that like did anyone in your life ever kind of turn away and think oh like what's that and have kind of a bit of jealousy towards you um, you know? I'd say there might have been a, a little bit of underlying kind of maybe jealousy yeah. or envy with certain people but I never really noticed it and a big thing that sticks with me and that I'm really proud of is that I still have the exact same friend group mm. 
that I had before going on the show. And I still hang out with the same people. Um, and w- you see a lot of Islanders that they completely change their friend, friend group, they change yeah. their lives, they're hanging out with different people all the time. And I'm just like, do you not have other friends? Like, I'm always posting, putting stories up of my other friends that people mm. who wouldn't know that aren't quote unquote famous or whatever, yeah. or been on reality TV. And I don't see any other Islanders really doing that. And I'm like, is that weird or? It seems a bit contrived when it's like, they're trying to have this thing where they're tagging each other and they're at events with each other. And it's like, you know, yeah. it's not real. Yeah, I suppose it's it's mad though. That's why I thought it was sweet. I was looking at the picture and I was like, I really hope we're still friends with them. Yeah, I, I was literally only on the phone to the, the guy in the left there this morning. We had a, we had a, no a Zoom call this morning. So it was more of a business thing, but like we're, we're really good friends. Yeah. And um, I actually cycled the length of Ireland with him last month as well for November. And he's going to do the London Marathon with me in October for Alzheimer's. So we oh, do a lot of things together. He's one of my best friends. Is he? Didn't you do something crazy where you were you did some mad cycle or something? Yeah, cycle, that was the one was last that month. Him? Yeah, that, that was, was insane. Yeah, cycle Mizzen to Malinhead with him. Yeah, um, you seem like one of those people who, if you tried any like not any sport, but you couldn't just get your head around it a bit because you're athletic. Do you yeah. Know that oh, well, I'm lucky enough. I trained professionally for ten years. Well, so, that is true. Yeah. But so <laughs> I kind of like I just have that grit, like you know, yeah. but I it kicked the crap out of me. I was so I hadn't really cycled beforehand. Mm-hmm. The most I've done is like 40 kilometers in one go in the gym. And then this was on the road and it was 150 kilometers a day. And I was, oh, my gooch was in bits. Oh, my God. (laughs) And the lads like Jack there in the photo, he is a good cyclist. So he stayed with me for like the first 30 minutes and Mm -hmm. then he'd take off. And I finished it every day by myself, like an hour and a half behind all the lads. And I was just barely cycling. If you pass me on the dual carriage, i just crying. But like um, (laughs) the thing that kept me going that was for charity and it's a challenge. Yeah, and and you kind of know when you announce something that you're doing it, you kind of have to follow through. That's why if I'm doing something like I have to to tell people because I need people to be like, well, you said you were going to do that. It's accountability, like, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, because I had Peter Stringer on as well and he seems to have the same mindset where because he trained professionally for so many years he knows how to really have like tunnel vision and drive and to logically go well this is what I need to do this is what I need to put in to get that out and like that's obviously stood to you with business decisions because during lockdown I saw that you became what is it a professional weight loss coach yeah yeah and you launched better with Greg was that during lockdown or after lockdown I launched better with Greg in January just gone yeah. to January 2022 but I have a Plades qualification and a weight loss qualification mm-hmm. I just kind of did them during lockdown and also my mother's a yoga instructor she's a yoga studio in Limerick and now in Portugal actually and she wanted a male instructor so I kind of did it for her yeah. and then when during lockdown like every other kind of influencer and YouTuber I was doing live classes and I was like this is kind of fun built a nice little community then I retired after Olympics and I was like how do I monetize this because I really enjoy it and that's where the idea of Better With Greg came from so I launched that in January and it's gone really well and we're actually in the process of launching a second version because with anything like any launch of a business you probably realize with launching a podcast mm-hmm. there's so many little things you have to get right and yeah just teething problems yeah, in teething the beginning problems. where you're like how did I think that yeah but that's just like and yeah. it's nice to hear someone admit that because sometimes I, I feel so like when people wrong, launch yeah. things they go yeah it's going really really well it's amazing and you kind of know that it's you know it's okay to go well actually there's a few things I would have done differently because that gives other people who are starting something a bit of reassurance because yeah. I think like sometimes with Instagram and stuff people think that things have to be really instant and overnight and they forget <laughs> like how much work goes into it and how many times you have to go okay fuck that up or whatever yeah. like even uh, with this like I had the idea of the podcast like three years ago but I didn't have the balls to do it because it is yeah. nerve-wracking that you know putting yourself out there it's exposing yourself yeah. and that was kind of the biggest thing for me with with the app I was like I'm fully exposing myself mm-hmm. here and going for something going for a business similar to you with the podcast and I kind of naively thought it would 
completely take off initially as well and mm. um, because obviously I have the big following I, I'd done well with the lives during lockdown and stuff but then I just made so many business errors with the tech side of it and also just the, the, certain things around launches that it just didn't go as well as I hoped and it's fine it's doing well it's running yeah. itself it's making it's not making really any money to be honest it's funding itself mm -hmm. but it's um, something I really enjoy and I'm passionate about so like yeah. I'm happy to keep going and I learned so many new things so hopefully now it just keeps going Like, but the whole USP with the app is it's live workouts with me and it's not yeah. like other fitness apps where they record 100 videos put them on an app sell them to you and then sitting in Dubai having a pina colada yeah like, yeah so you have to keep going with every it. single yeah. one I'm there like so it's such a responsibility and every rep I do with you like so say mm -hmm. I'm saying as we're doing 10 squats now I'm doing 10 squats with you like I'm not just watching you so and if you can't make the live then it's on demand so it's oh, actually that's cool yeah like I'm, I'm not blowing smoke up, up my own hole but like I think <laughs> it's a really good product like yeah and I, I'm like I'm uh, 10 years training experience i'm an olympian i'm a pilates instructor i'm a weight loss coach and my mother's a yoga instructor and you're getting all that for 10 quid a month yeah exactly and people just throw like 50 quid a month at like yoga classes down the road like so yeah true because um, it is an industry where someone who like sometimes there's men or women who are just like ripped for whatever reasons they're on beds and all that and they look unreal yeah. but they think that they can kind of launch you know supplements or a book or you know and I think people are kind of more asking questions now well like what kind of qualifies you to do yeah. that whereas a few years ago even just looking at instagram you go okay i'm just gonna do what they're saying or <laughs> take this shake that they're promoting but now people are better at asking questions which yeah. has made people go should i actually have to be really qualified you know exactly and that's why i got the qualifications as yeah. well and but like so many learnings and i'm actually looking forward to now just trying to make it a little bit better better craig i didn't even mean to do that <laughs> a little bit better <laughs> b-e-t-t-or yeah <laughs> yeah um, i dropped the second e just because it looked cool quirky no real reason no need to ease um as you said that being an olympian and all that stuff what age are you 26 just turned 27 27 yeah that's mad getting like, old i'm excuse me <laughs> um i remember being 27 but yeah. I don't know are you in your 30s yet? i'm 30 yeah no way i know you i had my 30 do you think i like Honestly, not younger than you. You do. You look like young twenties, definitely. I'd say I get away with maybe twenty six. Yeah. Do you still get ID when you go out? I got asked for a student card, and I was delighted. But then I remember, like, I could just be a mature student. <laughs> 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 I <was> like fuck. I <laughs> don't um, know. Maybe if I'm hungover, I've no makeup on, I might get ID'd. But um, which does happen a lot. Yeah. Um, being hungover. It's hilarious how girls are delighted when they get ID'd. Like, I oh know. yes, okay, go. Literally yeah. chuffed. It's brilliant. Um, oh, so there's a lot of topless photos. There is a lot of topless photos. Yeah. I didn't want to count because I was like, if I tell him exactly how many. I think even pre-Love Island there was topless photos. Yeah, but it? not as many probably as some of the other lads. <laughs> Uh, would you consider these thirst traps? Which ones? Like the topless photos or are um, they just part of the job? It depends which <laughs> ones we're looking at, but I'm going to say probably thirst trappy. Yeah, because at the end of the day, sex sells. Like, that is do true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a whole Love Island. You're walking around in your underwear for the whole time. Or, yeah. Or, I heard they don't actually let you put on a top if you want to. Or is <laughs> no, that a they lie? Do. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can put on a top that? if you want to. Oh, I thought yeah. they were all like, you have to be half naked. No, no, you can wear your top if you want, but you're sitting in like 30, 40 degree heat. Like you're not going to want to be in a t-shirt. You know? Yeah, sweating. I love seeing how tanned everyone gets. Yeah. I actually went in at, and the first couple of days I was... I went in with my Irish skin and I didn't mm. wear any sun cream, which is stupid. Got absolutely scalded the first day, pink, like sore, burnt. Yeah. And then I got actually a heat rash as well oh, and God. burnt my lips. So my mm. lips, start, do you know when you burn your lips, they start pussing. And it's awful, yeah. Oh, they were cracking and everything, blood everywhere. And I was saying to the producers, I was like, can you see this on the TV? Because I look <laughs> horrific. Like. And they were like, no, you actually can't see it, thank God. And then 
I had to like kiss Amber. I didn't have to kiss Amber. Yeah. I did kiss Amber, mm-hmm. and it was like painful. Like, poor <laughs> girl, because my lips were burned. I just find men so funny. It's like fuck, I'm burnt. It's like, did you put on any sun cream? <laughs> no, actually, shit. I'm like, did you lie out for hours and fall asleep? Yeah. Yeah, it makes <laughs> it's like sense. I'm really dehydrated. I'm like, you didn't drink any fucking I mean, water. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I learned my lesson after yeah. that for sure. Like, but the caption of this is: If you don't believe in yourself, how can you expect someone else to? back yourself always and you do have like on your feed a lot of that kind of mantra and also on your better with greg instagram account as well it's a lot about like self-belief and backing yourself and all that and i do think that like for me if i expect my friends my family my boyfriend whoever to always tell me you're great whatever and obviously support is important Hmm. but i do think it's more about like obviously how you talk to yourself and stuff like that so were you kind of like that always in school or whatever because of maybe being an athlete you can't walk onto the pitch going oh fuck what if i fuck this up you have to you know feel like you know you can do it yeah i just think it's obviously easy said back yourself and Mm -hmm. then like it's but it's um it's always been my mantra and i think if you're not your number one cheerleader and if you don't back yourself how can you expect someone else to Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean you how is someone else going to pick you up at the end of the day and a big slap of realization what i realized quite young is that no one's going to do it for you like yeah like you look at your dad look at your mom your brother sister your best friends no one's going to get up and do that work for you whether that's your business work your training or whatever it is or your school work and I just learned that really really early on and just kind of remind myself that if I need to fully believe in myself as well because if you don't believe in yourself that reflects on your mental attitude your confidence whether it's on the pitch or it's in a business scenario or any scenario it just all reflects and works back but the thing is it's obviously hard for people to go okay now I back myself you know yeah I mean? it's but it's, it's not always consistent you're yeah. going to have bad days where you are going to doubt yourself like 100% yeah. I doubt myself all mm-hmm. the time like all the time and even with launching our businesses my better Greg and your podcast mm-hmm. it took me it was a, a long time to take that first step like yeah. and you same with you yeah, yeah 100% and I still messed it up but but it's like it's fine because I backed myself I was like no chocolate go for it and that's what it is once you take the first step and you realize, okay, maybe I can do this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It gives you, it kind of helps you to keep that confidence going. And, and that's kind of where that stuff comes from. And I just try to remind people on my Instagram, because I'm very conscious that we look at news every day and it's so negative. Yeah. And like, I'm like, okay, people, some people are looking at my Instagram. I want to give them that little positive bit of hope mm-hmm. um, when they do go on my page. Like, so that's yeah. where that kind of comes from. I definitely think that helps people hundred percent. Cause like you said, it can just be really negative and it can also a lot of it be quite shallow where someone will post something and it's just an emoji and they're not giving you anything do you know what I mean yeah. like um but I know we were saying how much we love like Irish people and they're so sound and they're so supportive but sometimes I feel like they have the attitude that like self-praise is no praise and that's yeah. my least favorite saying because I'm like you have to praise yourself you have to be like go on you can do it you know that way and I yeah. think that if an Irish person hears another Irish person going yeah you know what I'm actually really good at this and I can do that and these are my strong points they're like hold I, on a I second just laughed. like I laughed you saying that because yeah, like, you'd be cringe. slagged yeah. Oh, you'd be roasted but Americans are like I think I'm un- I'm, they wouldn't say unreal they're Amazing. like I think I'm awesome yeah. and they're like yeah but um, it is quite funny though I agree with you 100% mm. in that sense and another thing with Irish people is that they love to see you succeeding a little bit oh well done mm-hmm. she launched her podcast it's great whatever but if you start like getting ridiculous viewership like and they were like oh look at your one Holly Who Cameron she thinks she is, thing she is. Yeah. Like, her fancy car and her big house like mm-hmm. there's such a I don't know what it is Irish people are great at supporting each other but also great at pulling ourselves back down Yeah. Um. so it's wherever you sit in that kind of balance but and I think in overall like Irish people are quite friendly Um. but bringing it back to kind of the self praise thing if you don't like congratulate yourself or treat yourself or 
or like look yourself in the mirror and be like do you know what you're doing a good job man mm-hmm. do you know what I mean keep it going no one else is going to do that for you like do you know yeah what I mean? and you can be waiting and then it's disappointing if they yeah, don't just, exactly. yeah you're waiting for someone else you're relying on other people you, it's got to start from within you first and mm-hmm. everything else is a plus and a big thing I've actually I've got um, listened to a podcast recently with a guy called Mo Gowdit I don't know if yeah, you know him no. it's on the diary CEO but Mo Gowdit was the CEO of Google X massive uh, really intelligent guy engineer and he was saying that happiness is equal to what happens in your life minus expectations. So basically okay. what he means with that is if you go around expecting things to happen, so for instance, mm-hmm. expecting people to praise you, expect you to tell, tell you you're good and that doesn't happen, you're going to be upset. Why aren't people telling me I'm great? Why aren't people yeah. liking my photo? Why aren't people restoring my small business? Like if you expect that and you don't get it, you're going to get upset. So if you go around and just don't, expect things from other people it's all a bonus yeah it's I think I need plus. to do that a bit more because I'm quite sensitive so if yeah. I think someone's going to be like that's amazing yeah. or you know and they don't then I take it really personally but also like people have their own shit going on as well exactly and they can't be like you can't have a constant like support team but you also don't want to be surrounded by too many yes people you need <laughs> mates who are like that's no offense that's a shit idea yeah yeah 100% <laughs> do you, know? you do you do need that as well you definitely need people to what's the word to like consults you and yeah in, in and they're sense. not gonna tell you everything you say is unreal yeah. yeah but definitely it all comes back to like you have to be happy within yourself first mm-hmm. before you can start expecting things from other people and it's been that's been a learning curve for me as well especially in relationships i expected so much from certain people yeah and you just it's just setting yourself up for disappointment like so mm-hmm. if you can generate all your happiness from yourself and your life then everything else from that's a plus yeah and yeah. on that kind of like topic of you saying you know looking at your instagram and giving people a boost and having that really positive mantra like has there ever been a time where you've posted something and you might have looked like you're in a certain place in your life or there might be stuff going on or that you wouldn't because I'd imagine obviously you know we only see such a small part of people's lives online and that's why I called it filter free because I've posted selfies where I'm smiling and I'm doing a sea swim or I'm doing whatever but there's so much shit going on that I just wouldn't come on and say yeah like so is there any yeah, no, I love that as well. I love the idea of this podcast and everything you've done. So kudos to you, first Thank of you. all. But um, yeah, I would say as well, I go through so many down spells, like even every day, like it's mm-hmm. up and down, up and down. But I'm like, people don't need more negativity on their timeline. Yeah. They don't need to go onto their app and see, oh, Gregor Shea's complaining. Or like, it's just you, the more things you see that are negative, the more down you're going to be. And the same with what you eat and what you sleep, like what you surround yourself with or what you eat, what you drink, how often you sleep, like what your life is, if it's a negative scenario, you're going to be negative in a mindset. Like it's just, mm. it's just you have to surround yourself with positive things. So I'm like, if someone's going to be willing to follow me, I want to give them something positive. They see my page, they're like, oh, that's good. Like they don't feel bad about themselves. Yeah. And that's why I'd also encourage people to clear out their following if there's things on there that doesn't make you feel good about yourself so say for instance there's a girl I don't know she's 16, 17 she's kind of struggling with the shape of her body she wants to look a certain way she's following like 10 gorgeous Instagram models she goes on and sees those 10 gorgeous Instagram models she's going to be upsetting herself yeah of course unfollow them you don't need to see that plus that girl needs to know that these girls have edited those photos and it's completely a snapshot of the best highlights of their lives and that's edited that's not their real life no exactly it's before they've eaten anything that day it's really like tanned and everything like that it's not real like people need to realise that Instagram is not real and that's why I try to bring it as close to being real as possible Mm -hmm. but like I even I use Lightroom I don't know what Lightroom is Yeah. so I like my my photos a little bit more vibrant a little bit more poppy like so even 
stuff that I put up is there's been a little bit edited like it's the best version of that photo yeah like, sure everyone does I mean? it like there's yeah. a point where you know some people are knocking off like two dress sizes or they're you know whitening their teeth a million times brighter yeah. and all that kind of stuff and I do feel like to a degree you're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment then when of you course. meet people they're like Hold yeah. on a sec. So, yeah. I, so I definitely tried to keep mine as real as possible. Like you can even see like in my most recent posts, you can, there's wrinkles in them and stuff like that. Where if you go back to when I just came out of Love Island, it's like I've clearly whitened my teeth and like smoothed out my skin and stuff like that. But if you go back to my recent ones, I don't bother doing that anymore. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that was a learning curve for me and realized that I need to be showing the people following me that I'm a real person and that mm -hmm. I have my errors and, and all stuff like that. Like, so... Um, yeah I suppose it, it is a decision on like there are people who share everything online yeah. and like some people are like hey guys I woke up today and it felt like this then I cooked this then I walked and then I and I just like there'd be days where I might have one story frame up and it's just a song I'm listening to yeah. or like you know I don't because I, I will just talk to my friends and then other times if I have opened up about things you might just start to get loads of messages from people being like oh you know I feel like that too and, and then they're looking for answers and mm. you're obviously not in the place to answer them yeah. because you're like shit what will I say like yeah. so but I do think sometimes people like to know that everyone struggles because it's yeah. so easy to go everyone just looks so happy all the time online yeah, I completely agree with you there yeah I do have respect for Instagrammers and influencers that come on and, and say they're having a bad day I couldn't really but yeah and I respect it I'm like a good way that I try and get that out there is I don't know if you do many Q&A's I do kind of Q&A yeah. boxes and that's actually true that's a good yeah. way of getting your point across in like one frame exactly. about something yeah true yeah. you're like how are you getting on and you just tell them yeah mm -hmm. I've actually been struggling and people are like oh they do struggle so their life is yeah, all sunshine and rainbows real. yeah because yeah. I saw recently you said that you didn't really want to talk about relationships anymore and mm. stuff like that because I know that when I was single and it didn't matter like what I was promoting or what charity I was working with I'd get the question are you happy being single and I'd say yeah and then the headline would be Holly talks about how she's so happy being single and <laughs> oh, I'm like actually God. that's not what I was talking about it's so how frustrating is it and then you're like shit what am I because if you say no comment you look like an, like a bit of a dick and then yeah. it's just like people because I've noticed with your photos if you post something of you sitting there and having a glass of wine like so many comments are like who's who's, who's the, the other, other glass of wine like, yeah, I know it's, it's actually infuriating me and that's why I've um, come out now and I've said publicly that I'm no longer going to speak about relationships when I'm asked about it yeah. in in an interview sense because I've had two interviews which were both supposed to be for my Better with Greg app right so yeah. the whole interview for like 10-20 minutes was Better with Greg lovely stuff and then at the end they asked me the relationship question right who are you seeing at the moment or whatever and because the, the conversation has gone so well and I'm a friendly you person you feel comfortable with them yeah yeah co comfortable with them and they're so good at their job and making you feel comfortable that I answered the question and then the whole article is just Gregor Shea relationship and then one this, sentence blah, blah, blah. at the end about your app yeah. and it's really annoying and I literally got back onto those uh, media publications I was like I will never do an interview with you again because of this Like, and they were like oh we're so sorry and I'm like you're not sorry because no, you got they your they were doing. Yeah. You got, and like you completely just used me and I, what hurts me more is that previous girlfriends that I've with read it and they all got upset do you yeah. know what I mean and I'm like I did okay you've upset me first and foremost but now you've upset someone else using my words and you've yeah. twisted them and edited them and put them out of context and you've uh, hurt people in my life and that really pisses me off do you mm. know what I mean hurt me all you want but you start getting other people involved so you've obviously experienced that yeah. as well like. and also like when I was had started doing interviews I was only 19 so I my family were trying to give me a bit of media training because they're like don't because I can be really naive if someone's nice to me I'll just be like oh my god they're so sound and I'm like I'm just telling them loads of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like they were like just don't 
say anything like and also if they leave a big silence don't feel like you have to go and then and yeah. they keep talking but it's I, a learning it curve. is really annoying because obviously yeah. you're trying to be respectful after a breakup and then this article comes out like i'm so happy being single and you're like well like what was i supposed to say that you're depressed but also they said are you happy and i said yeah yeah so you know how I mean? did you they, make that into a huge article and they literally put words into your mouth yeah. i'm like i literally didn't say that same with you i, I didn't know. say that or it's completely taken and then out the comments are like why are they always talking about their relationship oh here we go again she didn't interview about a relationship and i'm like no i was actually trying to do it for something else yeah but people don't understand it is frustrating like, it's so annoying yeah. like, but I, I don't re- remember you ever posting loads of photos with a girlfriend like do yeah. you make that a conscious decision to just keep it more you um so yeah well, I kind of obviously there's photos with Amber that was more of a Love Island yeah. thing and the girl before that there was a couple of there but then she that ended really poorly okay and basically it was just more of a respect thing she was like yeah. will you take the photos down of me and you together everyone would have been Instagram. stalking her yeah I suppose so that got taken down because she asked but I would have kept them up there because I'm very like I don't know your opinion on it now right mm-hmm. but my opinion on relationships especially long term ones are you've spent two three four years sometimes in my case I've had five years mm-hmm. with people you've developed with them you've so many memories with them yeah. you've literally seen them naked and like do you know what I mean you've done so many things with them and then you're just going to pretend like you're not with them anymore yeah, like, and, and they're just they've a stranger died. yeah it's literally like a death in your life you're like grieving someone and it's completely gone so I'm of the opinion that okay whatever's happened we still have the mutual respect that we spent a couple of years of our lives together mm-hmm. we can still be civil and move on and I'm not going to change my feed because you were a part of my life at that time in my life yeah and that's what's gotten me to where I am now so that was my girlfriend before Love Island then Amber and then I was I was with a lovely girl then for the last couple of years who has quite a big profile mm-hmm. as well and we decided that we'd keep it private and we wouldn't post each other online until we figured out how we wanted to be with each other and and then COVID happened and then it was just like let's just keep this between us and then if it goes the way we want it to go we'll we'll become public with it and it didn't go the way we wanted it to go um, so then we broke up and I was, and then that's when these interviews with Better Greg happened yeah. and I was asked the question oh have you seen anyone how you, how's the relationship how's the love life and I go oh I'm actually just recently uh, broke up broken up with a girl like struggling and stuff but like you know it's, um, I wish it went a different way but it'll be f- something like that like really throwaway comment and the whole article was just Greg's recently single he's looking for love like oh. and I'm like oh my god this is not what I said like so yeah. it's just kind of been a learning curve for me to um, to not be so open and honest with, with interviewers but I do hope someday that I'll have a missus and I'll only happily post her online and stuff like yeah. that. But until I'm comfortable with her in my life, in my private life, my friends like her, my family like her, and I know that she's there to stay, then um, I'll, I'll post. But like for now, I just don't think there's any point. I suppose, yeah. I usually take a little while at the start, but I don't think I've deleted any. Now, I have over 4,000 posts because I wow. had Instagram for years. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely probably, people scrolled all the way to the bottom, there probably still are photos. Um, yeah. But it's just a touchy subject. Like I don't generally like if I'm seeing someone like early days or with them that if they talk about their exes too much because mm. I don't think each relationship is ever going to be the same. And then I just don't like to know. Yeah, that's fair enough if you yeah. don't want to know. Yeah, because it's like you can have the opinion of from the day you've met me or the day we started dating, that's when our relationship starts. Whatever you did before. Yeah, it's whatever. when their life starts. Yeah, it's when <laughs> our life starts together. Yeah. And it's like whatever happened in your previous life and your previous relationships got you to this point mm-hmm. where you're sitting in front of me. So that's a good thing. And like anything you've done, I'm not going to judge it before that. But everything you do from now me knowing you, okay, then I'm going to have an opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I suppose, but it, go- it in one way, it gives people a better understanding because I suppose if someone has trust issues then you know okay something obviously did happen before or if they 
if a girl like is a bit like alarmed if a guy gets in any way aggressive or angry then you know that something happened there before as well yeah. or you know that kind of way of so it can be helpful but i think the less you know the better yeah in a way yeah well it's true obviously it comes down to, to each person and what mm. they, what they want to know but i think it's come from me being with certain people and, and learning things in relationships that yeah you don't probably need to know everything like you know you're yeah. some people want to know the body count of how many people no, you've been i never with. asked that I'm like Ugh, is there a need like do yeah. you know what I mean what's, what you're not going to get any happiness out of that no so. it's just really <laughs> yeah. unnecessary conversation yeah. but if a girl wants to know and she really wants to know yeah. for her own I'm like alright so what like. is it Greg no joke <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a lot less than you think really because I've had three long term relationships actually fair yeah yeah since I've been f since 14 so the last 13 years of my life 11 of them I've been in relationships and okay, six wow. months of those two years I was single it was in Love Island but like you know, the whole Love Island yeah, thing like, yeah, so yeah. that was kind of associated with Amber so even like year and a half of my adult life I've been single like so I suppose haven't got much done that is true he's a busy man um, yeah. and are people able to have sex in Love Island yeah, yeah you can yeah. shag away if you want can you? Yeah. but they didn't show it much which is good they've they've stopped showing it as much they did yeah. show the bed at the start like a few years ago mm. but I think they remember now yeah. they might just make a little reference to it yeah or like they show it the bed moving and like you make your own yeah uh, assumptions but yeah definitely when I was in there loads of people were shagging I didn't shag in there now because mm -hmm. I was only just in the door and I kept remembering my mom was, <laughs> was watching only just in the door <laughs> my mom was watching my granny was watching and and, and then um, I, but like you'd be sitting in a room and there'd be 14 people in the room seven couples oh and like at least three or four be shagging like it's weird that is weird yeah and you can hear it like it's uh, yeah it's a bit it's a bit weird but like it's just the nature of the show like. I can't imagine doing that whole thing at the start where you're sharing a bed with someone you've never met yeah like if their foot like touched yours you'd be like oh yeah, it's so <laughs> if, funny. if you got like stung when you were with someone you didn't even fancy <laughs> yeah the first night I went in Chris Taylor do you know Chris oh yeah he was single and I'd just come in so we got put in a bed together and I just naturally, I did, there's a photo of it online, I just naturally cuddled into him oh. at night and I held his hand in the middle of the night. So funny. Like, Are you still friends with him? Or? Yeah, we'd still be mates. I wouldn't say he's my best mate like because I yeah. rarely see them, see those guys but like we connect online, we're always uh, supporting each other. Like, yeah. He's a really, really good guy. He seems hilarious. I did actually unfollow him recently though because one of his videos was just slagging girls um, a bit too much like a girl on a date asking a guy her star, his star sign and being a bit of a dope and oh, I was just no a bit like oh, why are you just slagging girls now yeah. you know but I think he meant it to be funny but it just yeah. sometimes when he's with the other guy it's a bit misogynistic yeah. vibes he, I was just like he, yeah he very, he's, he's a certain type of comedy like and if you don't like it, it yeah. Could, yeah it could be quite offending but he is one of the funniest people I've ever met like yeah, is he, very, yeah. very, I did like I was surprised no one was going for him at one stage I was yeah. like he's tall and gas and like he had cool hair <laughs> yeah he does have cool yeah. hair he loves his hair um, yeah there's all, there's all good guys and I kind of stay in contact with him Jordan Hames a good bit Michael Griffiths even though people think we don't get on because of the whole Amber thing but like we got on yeah. straight away and uh, Joe Garrett and, oh yeah he was really sweet really really nice guy and Danny and Anton the guys kind of, the lads just being like lads do you know what I mean but like I don't really stay in contact with many of the girls yeah I you, only like I only was at the Gossies beside, sitting beside Maura yeah. and she was so lovely like she was everything I could oh, nice. have hoped like, yeah. and I did feel bad for her though because once one person asked her for a photo Everyone then it was asked. just so many people and it was only after people had enough Dutch courage so they were just like I love you and I was like oh she really was having such a good night but I know that it, people it's nice that people love her but yeah. I can tell it's probably tiring like there's so many places she can't go exactly she's big time as well and she's yeah. rarely in Ireland so when people 
people get the opportunity to get her I'd say they're all over her yeah she's yeah. like an icon over here people are obsessed like it's yeah. more I think women are obsessed with her but yeah. I hope she finds a nice guy I know she's had awful trouble yeah, with lads yeah I just she? think she would like do so well with someone who's really lovely and yeah. just like makes her laugh I think she needs an Irish lad to be honest that's she's what I think these big time like Italian dancers oh he was English such a lads. mistake yeah yeah. and like I've heard other stories about him since yeah I didn't hear the best stories so I was kind of happy for her like yeah. but more is cool more is she cool. needs a nice Irish lad definitely yeah 100% because she's so Irish herself as well she's so Irish you know what I mean are you going to watch it this year I don't no, is I it just weird watching it see now that I know the ins and outs of it and how it all operates I mm-hmm. might I just don't have the draw to it that I used to um, but I'll probably be on the TV I'll drop in and out and I'll like keep up to date with the story like just out of respect for being yeah. like a, an advocate for the show an ambassador for the show like but I won't be drawn to it like I used to I used to be like alright 9pm every night I have to be in front of the TV yeah. and that was before I went on or even the season when I was on before going in I was watching it like religiously now I'll probably just out of respect and there's a couple of Irish people going in that I'll watch just just know what they're going on yeah yeah I know it's it's kind of nice to have it on but then if we get good weather and you're out and about it's yeah. you don't want to be too hooked to it but I think Sunday night is so key for it like yeah. Sunday night like a few snacks little takeaway I have a feeling that you could tell me now because I'm okay. you're on the other side of it is that I feel like Love Island has lost its gloss a little bit and believability yeah. I think people are too like I loved it years ago when they were smoking and drinking and like <laughs> really fighting and riding and it was loose yeah, <laughs> like that was like when it was brother really brother, good like, yeah but yeah. like for their mental health probably wasn't great I <laughs> yeah I think that the show because they're basically getting people in that are already kind of established on social media like yeah. influencers are on like I remember Molly May went in she had 100,000 already then, yeah. a couple of people went in like big stars or sports stars and stuff and like it, they come out and they're just massive businesses and organisations and it's kind of questionable the believability of it now I think looking like are people going in to try and find a relationship now or are they going in for True. to become big on social media like, like do you remember Jack Fincham was a pen salesman and then like there was a few plumbers and there was nail technicians and eyelash girls yeah. and they were all just like oh right like they were really like rough around the edges but yeah. so likeable loved them yeah, yeah I thought that was really sweet and they genuinely seemed to just like fall in love and they weren't thinking like strategically and yeah. so yeah from I the do... first few years there's a couple of um, couples still together that are married yeah. with kids and everything like so they obviously got it right in the first couple of years and they kind kind of got it right in the last couple of Mm -hmm. few but I hope they go back to like genuine real people like we're normal jobs like not these influencers and stuff like that because it makes it more believable that's true and I've seen that they're trying to get a few more like plus size girls in which is great but I was actually yeah. saying to Shane I was like they need maybe some plus size lads because at the end of the day lads are watching it and they feel the same body pressure that women feel maybe not to yeah. the same extent I think I do think women are naturally harder on themselves about their figures hmm. but I think like there's always like there's never any kind of you know dad bod lads yeah I know which I wouldn't think be a bad thing they should yeah definitely mm. that would make it more believable as well and more relatable but I also think they somehow I don't know how they work it out but I think they need to start putting homosexuals in there as well <laughs> yeah and I don't know how that would work though because yeah. obviously heterosexuals don't get with homosexuals you put bisexuals in there because that that's would, the new yeah, world we're in bisexuals like. yeah would be good and I also think like or do they make a, a homosexual like gas dramatic gays who'd run around and cause like some oh maybe some God. drama imagine James Cavill or James and Rob Kenny or Rob Kenny oh my god I feel like we should get everyone who was at Rob Kenny's birthday party and just do a reality show (laughs) honestly it'd be so much more entertaining the drama I would love it yeah yeah 
So Love Island, if you're listening, you need to uh, somehow make that happen. Get I don't know how you're going to make it yeah. happen. I presume they're talking about it. Like, yeah, like it's just sh- so hard to make it work. Yeah, they'd probably need way more people then. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, you asked me a question days ago about a post. Yeah, go on. You didn't really answer it, so I thought you were skirting yeah. around it. I wasn't no, sure. No, I wasn't. I, was, um, I just, we got sidetracked. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people don't notice. Um, my closest friends do. My family do. But after I retired last August... And the funniest thing is they prep you for this. So you, the Olympic Council and the Team Ireland prep you for this. You have a load of meetings. Like actually, it's annoying how many meetings you have and and talks about the mental health issues you're going to have after the Olympics. And you you're in these talks and you're like, oh, this isn't going to be me. Like, why am I sitting here? Do you know what I mean? And then literally, the, the my mental health like went crazy after. Like it's just because you actually build up for four years to go to this tournament. You play it, it goes well, it doesn't go well, whatever, but you get to your goal. And then the next day you wake up and you're like, all right, what am I doing now? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, what's the next goal? Cause it's been four years building up to one thing. And then it's like, if you retire, like I did and a couple other lads did, you go from having a training program, which is literally given to you for every hour of the week to go where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to wear, what you're supposed to eat. You're even given your food sometimes. Mm. It's like everything's done for you as a professional sports person. All you have to do is turn up and train. And obviously that's the hardest bit because you have to be a professional sports person and compete. So afterwards, my mental health was just all over the place. And I couldn't let people know that because people are looking at me being like, oh, you're the Love Island guy. You on Love Mm. Island. Oh, you're the Olympian. Everything's going great for you, which it was. But... I was no longer that person that was a chapter in my life that I'd now closed and I kind of it was like a a basically loss of identity but in two different ways that I couldn't speak to anyone that could relate to both sides so obviously there's the Love Island side which you could probably relate to because you're uh, Britain's next top model and other Love Islanders and and, but then there's the Olympian side which is world-class elite athletes so they world-class elite athletes would understand that side but they would understand the Love Island side and vice versa and I'm just caught in the middle and I couldn't find anyone or talk to anyone that would understand that I'm struggling from both sides because people yeah. think I'm so successful so much money you've Love Island Olympics man you're flying it Love Island pays you 200 euro a week and obviously I won it I gave halfway to Amber so I had 25k but that's not life changing no. 25k isn't even an annual salary so I had that stored in a savings account and then the Olympics I was contracted to the Irish savings for 18 grand a year which is below minimum wage so mm-hmm. I wasn't this big time successful um, financially lucrative person and then I was like okay now I have to start a new career for myself I moved to London and I was meeting these big time agencies and uh, like mass agencies in London. I walked in, I was sitting around a round table with these unreal guys in like Covent Garden and Leicester Square and all that stuff. And uh, they were like, hi, Greg. So yeah, that's great. You won Love Island. That's cool. And it's cool you went to the Olympics as well. But like, who are you now? Like, and literally like a smack in the face. Like, who are you now? How can we sell you? And I literally couldn't answer the question. I was like, I actually don't know. I was like, I naively thought that would be enough. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And they're like, like you're it's great what you've done but like we can't sell you like do you know what I mean and what's your next chapter and I couldn't answer it and I, w- I remember going back and I was renting this beautiful two floor apartment in uh, Battersea in, in London and I was in there by myself and I was just like this is terrible like and I didn't know mm. what I was doing where I was going I um, reached out to a really close friend at the time and I told her what was going on and she was like oh I can't really be there for you I have my own stuff going on and and um, me trying to reach out to someone, which was so hard for me to do, was like to get an, shot down. A, yeah, as like a Irish like sports person, man, like it's such a taboo thing to do is to talk about your feelings and your mm-hmm. mental health. I reached out to a really close friend friend of mine. She's like, oh, I can't be there for you. I have my own stuff going on. You kind of need to just sort your own stuff out. And I was just like 
even went more into my shell then mm-hmm. and I was just all over the place but then I had to be front facing with people because I was trying to start a new career keep my brands happy get my app up and running like I had meetings everywhere trying to get my new career up and running yeah. and I couldn't deal with what was going on in myself personally um, so I have this post that I did in was it New Year's when was it? New Year's, a really, New Year's is a really tough time it, if you're it was having New a tough Year's, time yeah. already. So I had this post. It's on It's on the 1st of January. I'm like, Happy New Year, my friends. I hope it's a great one for you. But just because it's the New Year doesn't necessarily mean you have to reinvent yourself. There's a lot of pressure around New Year, New Me. But sometimes what you're doing already is good enough and you just got to keep doing it. I have a big smile on my face and I'm doing a peace sign to the camera. And yeah. I remember that night I went home to my beautiful apartment in Battersea that I've now got rid of. And it's really weird to say but I burst into tears like out of nowhere and it was so shocking for me because I was like I don't cry I was like what's wrong with me I was like and I couldn't understand what was going on and as a 26 year old man I rang my mother and I was Aww. like mom I don't know what's going on with me like I was just freaking out I was like I don't know where I'm going what I'm doing and it was a really really tough time for me like and then I was just going I was uh, just out of a relationship as well so I didn't have any structure in my life in relation to a relationship I didn't have a structure in my life in relation to location because mm. I was just moved to a big city. I was a small town guy living by myself now in London. I didn't have a, a stable career because I was trying to get into like what I'm doing now, luckily enough, which is there's no security in that. Like I'm not on an employment contract. It's like media presenting there and a brand deal here and show up there, which is very lucrative, but it's it's not there's no security in it. So I had no structure in my life in any shape or form. And I was just it was it was would have gone one or two ways yeah I was gonna say like that's when some people yeah. go off the wall it was like I was sitting in a room in a dark room by myself and I was like this can go either one really bad way now mm-hmm. or I could like get my shit together and it was reminding myself of what we spoke about earlier in the podcast of no one's gonna do it for you Greg and it's like yeah. look at what you have man look at what you have you have Instagram following you've great friends you've your qualifications you've a law degree you've you've really good experience in life and I, was, and, I, and I remember waking up the next morning and I was like, okay, I have to figure this out. And I sat down at my table and I was like, all right, what do I care about? What am I passionate about? With pen and paper. Pen and paper. Yeah. It was literally that simple. Like, mm-hmm. what do I care about? I was like, I care about fitness and well-being. All right, that's my app then. I love the brands that I'm associated with, like Connecticut and Dyson and DHP. And they're really well attuned with me and what I care about in life. I love, I'll keep that going on social media. That would be kind of my influencing in, um, strand. And then the next one is my media presenting. I love media presenting, being on TV and events and hosting. It gives me adrenaline buzz close enough to sport. Like it's not going to be anything like playing sport, but it's as close to sport as you can get because it's live and you mess up. Everyone hears you mess up. So I had those three strands. I was like social media, presenting and fitness app. And I was like, all right, I need to make this happen. And it was literally like, who do I know? Because the agencies didn't want to work with me because they were like, we can't sell you. So I was like, how do you get anything in this world? It's not about what you know, but it's about who you know. know. Started looking through my contacts, literally sitting on my kitchen table, looking through my contacts. Who do I know in what place? I was like, I have a friend here that knows this guy there. I know her, she knows him. Her mother works here, her friend is. And I started ringing people, going, any chance you give me a shot? And it took weeks and weeks. And people were like, oh, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. And eventually, people started getting back to me and I started getting a job. Got a job then with World Rugby, which has gone really well. I have, I'm presenting House of Rugby. They got back to me. I did stuff with BBC. They got back to me, things like that. And I was just like, so now looking back, I'm so proud of myself that I like just 
sucked it up and I was like, I gotta make this happen. Like, cause I could have easily gone down to like, you see a lot of people like drinking, whatever. Yeah. I could have gone partying lifestyle to kind of just make looking myself- Looking for an escape. Yeah, looking yeah, for an escape. It's harder to face things. That's why it's like the braver move. Yeah. But I think as well, like if, if you're in this pressure where you've achieved a lot at once and people can't put you in a box, and they want you to tell them like what you are while you're having an identity crisis. And you're like, <laughs> I don't fucking know. You tell me. And then you're like, so like having a big cry, which like is amazing that you admitted you did because a lot of men can't talk about yeah. that. And it's actually like an emotional release too because it's like unbottling whatever it is. A cry, a phone call with your mom and sleeping on it is so powerful. Like if I'm really worried about something and it's overwhelming me, I'm like, I'm just going to sleep on this because most things can wait until tomorrow yeah. if you really need to sleep on it. And then you wake up and you're like, I always find him a bit more calm then in the morning because I've exactly. slept and like yeah it's it is mad though because there's a pinnacle moment I think in everyone's life where they can look back and go I really had to decide and if some people have made the less healthy choice that's probably where they look back and go I wish I'd actually gone the other way yeah you know a hundred percent yeah and I think it happens to a lot of people and they just yeah. don't they just don't have the right people around them to help them make that right decision and I was probably ringing my mother who calmed me down and she yeah. like reminded me of what I'd done in life and who was around me. Then I went to sleep like you do. Yeah. Sleep is just the anecdote to everything or yeah. not the, the antidote, not the anecdote, the antidote to everything. It's just, you need to sleep. Like it just kind of relaxes you, it lessens your anxiety, it just mm -hmm. puts you in a better space. And then the next day I woke up and I just, just got at it. And sorry, I should caveat this in saying that I haven't figured it out at all yet. I know, but you kind yeah. of have, you I'm, know, I mean, no one knows everything, but yeah, I've just yeah. started a career for myself that I really enjoy and I love the work I do mm -hmm. now but I, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in six months well neither do I, do you know what but I, mean? I think we were I'm also surrounded by people who don't know either yeah. and they could be like loaded for a few months and then going oh shit I overspent and it's there's not really any certainty like I wouldn't have like maternity leave or anything if yeah. I got pregnant or whatever like I'm just like yeah I don't know it's, um, it's so and people look at like influencers or what we're doing and they're like oh they're, they're so lucky and yeah which we are we are Definitely. very lucky but then they don't understand this side of it like there's no security in what we're doing at all yeah it's like if it all we have no benefits we've no nothing it's just us if you if Holly Catherine doesn't wake up in the morning and go after a podcast or her Instagram nothing's gonna happen for you do you know what I mean no that's true people aren't gonna come knocking at the door and be like come on get up for work or your yeah. boss ringing you like you, you're, you're your own boss though. and like if I start to get really down on myself if I gain a load of weight if my skin gets shit if I stop going to an event if I don't believe in myself if I stop going to the gym that's not just I'm, I can't just go to my nine to five desk job and be like able to pull through like I'm gonna not get booked I'm not gonna I'm gonna be forgotten about like that's exactly. the thing I fear is that like imagine just being kind of forgotten about like but I do think that there's not enough emphasis on how much power there is in hitting pause because we're expected to know it's like so what's next with you while you're promoting something else and you're like why are you asking me what's next when I'm here to promote what I'm doing yeah like people want to know what's coming up and I'm like I just want to just chill for a second and like focus on what I'm doing because I don't want to give you some answer that's like, which is kind of funny because I'm going to ask you what's coming yeah, next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's next? <laughs> no, but think no, but... before we even get onto that, it's like, I think the other, sorry, there's so many pros and cons to this and I'm, before people start giving out to me and you, um, we're not complaining about what we do for a living. No, we're, we're not just frontline saying, workers. Like Yeah, we, but we, people need to understand mm -hmm. that there's such a mental health issue of what we do as a live for a living because mm. it's basically all external approval as well like which is yeah, and crazy it's validation as well and yeah. you can't let it be said that like if you worked really hard on a reel or if you took a great picture <laughs> or whatever and if it didn't get the likes yeah. they expected obviously 
like it is a bit of a shit feeling yeah. i wouldn't like say that it completely impacts my day i'm not going to cancel all my plans and cry but it's still like oh shit yeah. like i thought that was going to do a bit better but even like time like say people who have a nine to five or whatever mm-hmm. hour, they have their hours that they work in their contract but with us i be up at like half 11 or whatever 1am or 2am I replied to you what last night 11pm yeah. I'm on my phone doing emails and getting back to people and all that yeah, stuff yeah you can't really clock off yeah exactly everything you're doing has an impact with it yeah and I even this morning I was doing emails for coming into here and I only got back to a work email that I got sent on the 16th of May because I've been so under cost for so many different things yeah. going on 16th of May is now June like do you yeah. know what I mean I'm just like <gasps> I'm terrible with chronic, my emails like, yeah that's terrible so just, um, it's not a complaint but it's just like basically come, bringing it all back around is people see us so happy and stuff on our Instagram but this is all happening underneath so mm-hmm. people need to realise that like, yeah that's what yeah. everyone who I've had on has pretty much said as well yeah. and it's reassuring for me to hear because I will still understand that but I'll look at people and think oh shit they have it really together and I'm like Holly <laughs> you have a whole podcast about how that's not real oh yeah I know yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah exactly no so I haven't I've, I haven't figured it out yet but I've definitely put myself along the path that I, I know that I want to be on like because I picked what I'm passionate about what I like and now I'm trying to monetize it and like mm-hmm it's going okay it's not it's going fine but i know i'm happy with what i'm doing and that's as you said what what you have coming up next what i what my plan is to keep doing what i'm doing like yeah which i think is a nice place to be i want my fitness app to just be better and get more people on that because i just know it's a really good product and i know that i want to train and help people get better and then i want to stay with my brands and help promote their products because i think they're so good like that's why i'm signed with them and then my media presenting I'm, i'm hoping to get more work with that and literally the job I did at the weekend for World Rugby at the Seventh Tournament in London I pitched that to World Rugby for since last September yeah. it's now what May June. it took it's that June. long for them to go alright oh, yeah maybe we'll give it a go yeah it was just May so oh, yeah, it was, just sorry, it was May yesterday <laughs> I was like, so I, I literally was pitching that to like I got people as I said I got people's emails got people's phone numbers pitched them I was like let me do this job that's not a job I will do like I was like create this position for me and it will benefit World Rugby and World Rugby 7s they finally gave me a shot last weekend like do you know what I mean so I'm like my work yeah. paid off and now I don't know if I'm going to get another job with them but mm. I was like that's but exactly what I you were in the headspace to have the drive to go I can pitch myself I can do this here's an idea so that's yeah. why it does like go full circle if you're looking after yourself in every other way exactly yeah. and do you believe in manifestation yeah you do, I do yeah. yeah I do now obviously I've read The Secret and all that stuff and I am always really trying to visualise stuff um, because yeah. then it's like less of a surprise when it happens and I'm almost like hee I knew that was going to happen <laughs> yeah. um, but not to the point where I'm trying to manifest the weather and stuff <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny. Clip that and put it on Instagram. No. So um, yeah, I've only got into it in, in the last year, I'd say, because I thought mm. it was a bit wishy-washy. Yeah. And then I started trying it and things have started happening that I've been trying to manifest. And I'm like, hold on, maybe there is something here. Yeah. so many successful people talk they about it. They all talk about it and they all just really believe in it. Yeah. And they talk about it in such a calm way that they're not like even trying to, they don't even care if you don't believe it because they're just like, on it yeah it freaks me out it's but so when people freaky. are like I also do meditation I'm like that's where you lost me I can't meditate yeah I just can't it's really hard to get into it's I'm really not into hard. it I tried to get into it yeah. three times now and I've tr- failed three times when I'm going to try again yeah I want to be able to because people are like I felt amazing after that and I'm yeah. like I didn't feel I just was thinking it's like it's thing. hard to stop thinking but one thing someone said is if you visualise a thought that's coming in that you don't think about just imagine it's like a cloud and you can see it floating yeah. away and like because I'm a more visual person so if I think about it that way then I can see it go away yeah yeah but and one one thing that i try for that because i my mind runs like crazy as well is they're like accept the thought be like acknowledge it and be like all right you've now thought about it move it on and then that that kind of helps with yeah me, true because like, if they all stay then they pile yeah. up yeah 
Exactly. But um, I, Jay Shetty, I don't know if you know who Jay yeah. Shetty is. He is obviously he's a monk. He's mad into meditation. Mm. And he talks about it. He's like, people think meditation is just going to work for them like that. Like, you have to work he's at literally it. Gonna, he's like, it's going to take a couple of weeks. Like, but, It's like any skill. It's a yeah, skill. But I thought it was so funny because I was listening to him and Will Smith chat. And Will Smith was like, you've just changed my life. I'm so chilled now. And literally that week, he punched your man, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I literally listened to the episode. And then the next day, he punched no Chris. Way. And I was like, I suppose everyone has their moments. Like, I know. Yeah. I used to love Will Smith. Now I just don't know about I don't know, after, after that, that I was like what was that yeah just complete loss of his head like how much stronger would it have been if he got up just walked over to the mic said that's not cool man like do yeah you know what I mean? and like it would have been so much more impactful than whacking him I think he is a Chris Rock or what's his name yeah, yeah. he handled it really well because he just had a moment where I think he thought like I could ruin you because he probably knows so much shit about him yeah, yeah. but he just went okay yeah but uh, I just think he seems like a nut job now. yeah such respect for Chris Rock that's that was him working like he was in a work capacity yeah. there probably the biggest job he's ever gotten and your friend comes up and smacks <laughs> you in the face and he's it looked like a weird punch though was it yeah. a slap punch slap. I don't know was, crazy yeah Will Smith hasn't heard of since really though he came out and apologized he was at all them. the parties though afterwards like all the yeah. Vanity Fair parties which pissed me off a bit because I'm like so you can assault someone basically on stage and mortify yourself your wife and him and then go to parties afterwards yeah, yeah I think he should have been like removed Mad. but he's probably really entitled yeah exactly oh, sure he runs the world like generally. yeah he's the biggest movie star ever like well not anymore no, that's <laughs> the end of him. well thank you so much for coming on the podcast I think that's pretty much all the bits yeah no thanks so much for having you. me yeah don't want to keep you too long yeah no I love it thanks so much to Greg for coming on and if you enjoyed the podcast please don't forget to subscribe as it makes such a big difference thanks for listening Thank you.